All gas, no brake. Waggy sauce, Gardner. The moniker around them. That's not the same old Jets. Oh, listen, thank you. I don't know about slaying the dragon. Maybe it's becoming the dragon. That that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. We're, we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. And we're back with another episode of the Jets Way podcast. Jake and Sean tonight, Mr. Kennedy. It's been it's been some time, but a lot has uh, transpired in these uh, last couple of weeks. What's going on, bro? I'm good. I'm back. You know, I've been listening to the pod while I've been away and, you know, you guys are always killing it, but never a dull day in Jets land. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I would be doing a disservice to everyone out there not to talk about the uh, the disgrace that is the New York Yankees. And give me a minute here. It's uh, I, I just where where do we even begin? And this is for both New York baseball teams, by the way. This isn't just the Yankees. This is the Mets who are what Mets are what? Six games under 500 now. I think they're five after the win last night, or maybe four. 32 no, and 36, four. maybe. I, I think they're six. 31 and five? I don't 31 know. 31 and 35? I don't know. Well, Somewhere. regardless, it is a far cry from the expectations this year. And the Yankees, I think, are like eight games over 500. You would have thought that they were like 18 games below 500. Uh, if you just watched them for the first time this year, it's just a never ending cycle of the same failing team on a year to year basis. And the ownership doesn't care, and the Mets are in a much better situation. It might not show it technically on the field right now, but Cohen, he's not going to stand for any of this, bro. He is going to he's going to fire Showalter at the end of the year. He'll fire Epler. He'll pay Scherzer to walk away. He'll probably do the same with Verlander in a year. Verlander is is definitely not as shot as Scher, as uh, Scherzer is, but Cohen's not going to stand for that. The Steinbrenner family, you could just have a job for life for being a nice guy as long as the team is in the wild card on a year to year basis. All as well with the, the cash, the checks are still cashing. At least we have our football team, right? They better win. <laughs> they better win. We'll, we'll get into that in just a little bit, but yeah, both teams a total disgrace. It's crazy because the Yanks are what, like ten games up, something like that. It's just like it doesn't feel like it. Sure, you're right. It's right. Like without Judge, they're not even like a teeth. They're just not watchable. It's the same failed team on a year-to-year basis. And I said this before the season started. What's there to get excited about, about this team? That there, there is nothing. Yeah, Judge is really like the heart and soul of that team. So without him, that lineup looks a lot more thin with him with him out of it. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not out on the Yankees, Ed. Rodon should be back soon, no? He should be okay. Yay. Yeah, right? Like, yay. Like, that. Yeah. that's our saving grace right there. I mean, of course... Another guy that the Yankees pay big money to, he can't get on the field. He either can't play or can't get on the field. And the guy in charge is just in charge for life because he's a nice guy. What it what it's a say? It really it really is a disaster. And you know it's it's baseball's just so weird. You get hot at the end of the year. Anything can happen in the playoffs. We've seen some wild runs these last last few years. So I'm not out on either team yet. I mean the Mets are definitely looking a lot down than the Yanks. They're both done. But you think? I mean, <laughs> oh, they're uh, done. we'll see. We'll see. They're done. And, and Colin's not going to stand for any of this. So I, no, he can definitely. say what he wants now. And when we first signed Scherzer, like, that was my main concern. Like, obviously up there in in years. 
had a really good year last year and uh just like ran out of gas towards the end it looked like but yeah i mean luckily the scherzer and verlander contracts are very short term so got some young guys i think we'll be able to bounce back especially with cohen running things uh what a disaster man well father's day this weekend so is the u.s open got some stuff to look forward to even though there's no more basketball who you think will win the u.s open just real quick dude i really don't pay attention to too much golf who's the favorite I- Scotty Scheffler is the favorite this weekend. Golf, golf can be weird with like just like the odds for the winners and stuff. Like Brooks, Brooks's odds were pretty insane the last time he won, right? Yeah. Uh, well, not last time the, when he won the PGA, no. But before the Masters, yes, they were insane odds, and he really should have won the Masters too. So, yeah. Uh, I actually like Brooks Kepka this weekend. I think he'll he'll go back to back with a uh, PGA majors. So that that's that'll, my pick. That'll be nice to see and. What are your thoughts on the whole live live merger? You know, well, well, look, it was inevitable. Number one, you, you had to be a complete stubborn fool not to think that. I just really feel bad for the PGA guys because they turned down all that money that the live tour was offering them, and they're the ones that got screwed at the end of the day. So, I mean, McElroy, especially for sticking up for the PGA. I mean, Tiger was offered about seven hundred million to go over there. That's insane, and everybody killed Phil for going over to live and hey phil dustin johnson cam smith the list goes on and on they're they're making out for kepka but it it's going they're the real the real winners here so i knew that was coming so that 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 came to have no surprise but uh i'll i'll take kepka this weekend long shot bet jordan spieth plus 2200 odds okay i like that golf golf is fun like that you know he Throw some low low wagers on a guy like that. You know, it's fun to watch. Yeah, just think, us combined will never have the smallest micrometer of talent any of those guys have. Those guys just, are insane. Golf is so hard, and it's crazy how good these guys are. I know. I know. Well, at least we have that to look forward to. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and to all the fathers of uh, the listeners out there. Congrats, and you get a nice rainy weekend on Father's Day, but it's always beautiful on Mother's Day. On to the Jets. <laughs> they better win. So uh, we, we obviously haven't talked on here in a little bit. What were your thoughts on the schedule? And overall, just really the big takeaway from, I mean, Rodgers looks pretty locked in at OTAs. They canceled mandatory minicamp. We'll, we'll get into Chuck Clark possibly missing the whole season. Looks like that's the case. Adrian Amo signed to a guy who I wanted all offseason. Unfortunately, it just had to happen like this. So, what are your what are you where's your head at right now sitting here on June 14th June 14th right or 15th I don't know I lose, I lose track of, of time before we we hit opening day on uh September 11th 50 days from the Hall of Fame game by the way 50 days and what day is that game August what like the end of August yeah end of August is the first preseason not even the end I think it's more no, like the beginning the, yeah the beginning, beginning. What am I saying? yeah it's like maybe the first week of August or, or something like that that's gonna be cool man because you know we we got guys going into the hole, obviously. That's why we got the game. But listen, yeah, I'm obviously very excited. I mean, 9-11 game to kick it off against the build. That's going to be insane on Monday night. But as far as like like how the schedule plays out, you know, it's not it's not too bad. I mean, we, we knew the matchups we were going to get already, obviously. But obviously very excited to see Aaron out there. I mean, he seems locked in and he seems like he's having a great time. So I'm just excited to get to week one and... And the Hall of Fame game too, because that'll be very cool. 
Yeah, look, I mean, the, the first six games are definitely challenging, but I don't think those teams are looking to play the Jets. And so I see some Jet fans before the week seven bye say, well, you know, three and three, maybe two and four. Two and four. Two yeah, and four. Come on. What is that? Oh, my God. That bro, sounds like something you'd say last year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, is Zach Wilson the quarterback of this team this year? Give me a bit. Two and four. If we're two and four, I need to see some wholesale changes uh, during the bye yeah, week. I mean, we have a team now where we go into every game saying we can win this game. So it'll be a disappointment every game we lose uh, this year. Yeah, man. Uh, I, listen, the, the bottom line is this team needs to win and they need to win big. There is no gray area here. The expectation for this team needs to be division championship, home playoff victory. Anything there's anything short of that is not a satisfactory season in my book. They need to win a playoff game, a home playoff game, and win the division. The, the team in Buffalo looks like they have a little bit of behind-the-scenes work that's that needs to be done with Diggs and that whole situation there. It's very odd. So I don't feel bad whatsoever. And then the Dolphins, there's Tua, needs to stay healthy. I don't think Tua is all that good, but when you have two great wideouts like that, okay, you could look pretty decent at times. So Tua, again, the durability issues. Mike White, the backup there. We know we'll see Mike White at least once this year on that schedule. Probably that Black Friday game, mark it down. You'll see Mike White coming into that <laughs> life and have a good day. So, and then New England, who's bringing in DeAndre Hopkins for a visit. So I don't know what the Jets are doing there, by the way, with Hopkins and Cook. I really think this team could use at least one of them. So I don't, I don't know there. No, I definitely agree with uh, in terms of like getting another wide receiver. Because when when we traded more, first thing I said is you got to replace them with something. And you know we have a decent wide receiver room, but you have Aaron Rodgers, small window, load up as much as you can. They're just not really separators, right? Like Lazard is a possession receiver, big body in the red zone, physical on third down, can go up and get it and win contested catches. That's great. You need that in the offense. Jets really haven't had an above-the-rim receiver in, in quite some time since really Eric Decker. So that's fine. Great. He has a rapport with Rodgers. All in for that signing. Nicole Hardman, nice little gadget guy. You can't count on him being a focal point of your offense. He can't stay healthy. So – I don't see what we're doing there. Yeah, can he get open? Sure. He's got all-world speed. This is real elite speed we're talking here with McCole Hardman, but can he play more than eight to ten games? I don't know. I, history tells me no. And then there's Corey Davis. What did we see from him last year that was all that impressive? Drops, dumb penalties. The list goes on. And he disappeared for some games. I, I get it. The quarterback play wasn't the greatest, but Corey Davis right now is needs to be an essential piece of this offense, that's not great outside of Garrett Wilson. Like, where are the big plays coming from from this offense, and where is the easy separation coming from? I'm not too sure, and teams could just roll the coverage over to Garrett Wilson, and you can defend these guys in man-to-man -man coverage, and that can create a whole bunch of different issues there. So I would have liked another receiver. Doesn't look like it's happening. Great. Go out and get Dalvin Cook and really bolster this running game. That That's where I want to uh, leave it at that. Now, Cook, Cook should definitely be a guy that we're doing our very best to get. I mean, Brees, obviously, knee injury, he may take some time to get going. But if Brees finds a way to be at his best, maybe like the second half of the year, that'll obviously be huge because best offensive weapon went healthy right there, right next to Garrett Wilson. So that's that's something we got to count on, obviously, because lost some speed with Elijah Moore. Yeah, I mean, Hall, you said at the second half of the year, guess what? This team needs to get off to a fast start. 
There is no second half of the year if we don't get off to a a hot start. So that's why I think you get Cook. You kind of do what you did with LaDainian Tomlinson back in the day, right? You have the youngster and Sean Green look promising the year before. You bring in LT. I don't want to say run him into the ground, but like, yeah, run him into the ground. Give him a whole bunch of carries like we did with Tomlinson. Let's do the same with Cook. Let Brees Hall get his legs back under him. Let's ease him back into the swing of things. So this way, when we hit the second half of the year, the team doesn't suffer because we're waiting for him and, there's Michael Carter, who was awful last year, and Donovan Bam Knight, outside of a game and a half maybe, was pretty awful. I don't even know who else we have on this running back depth chart outside of those two guys, right? And then there's the rookie. the rookie. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, then there's the But look, he's the youngest player in the NFL, too. That's crazy. It, that's so – we can't be relying on rookies in this offense to, to really have a prominent role. So the Jets really need a veteran running back. There's a bunch of them out there. If they're not going to use the cap space this year, and I know a lot of people are like, well, the Jets have to pay Quentin Williams this year. No, they, no, no, no. If they give him an extension, it will kick into next yeah. season when he's not under contract. So if we're not using the cap space and they keep clearing cap space, making all these moves, I get it. They just signed the safety to replace Chuck Clark, it sounds like. Okay, great. He's getting he's a $2.8 million cap hit or whatever it is. They have about $20 million in cap space. They could probably create more because Corey Davis's contract needs to be reworked. There's CJ Mosley, who they're saying can rework his contract. What's the big move? Is it Quan Alexander? He, he's a veteran's minimum guy. I don't know what it is. So you, you're Joe Douglas, man. This, this offense needs one more playmaker to really be up. We're in a, we're in a division and a conference with absolute beasts on the offensive side of the ball. Pretty good is not going to cut it. Pretty good in the NFC? Yeah, sure, that might cut it. It's a little weaker out there. The prominent quarterbacks aren't out there. You need to surround this guy, Aaron Rodgers, who entrusted you and your franchise this late in his career around guys that are capable, like Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins. You can keep away from the AFC East, too. I mean, Hopkins is visiting with New England. Cook's getting interest from Miami. Buffalo, his brother's playing there. You can't rule that out. What are we doing here? It's go time. No, definitely. And if you're Hopkins, like after all the talk that was out there about the about the quarterbacks that he would love to play with, it seemed like he may not have wanted to come to the Jets. But why is he why is he visiting the Patriots? Like who's who's throwing you the ball there? There's no one of that's that's of that caliber that he should want to go there. Yeah, well, he visited Tennessee too, and and both teams offered him a yeah. contract, and he didn't sign them. That just kind of tells me he's probably visiting with those teams to get some form of leverage over a team he wants to go to. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to come to the Jets, but hey, money will talk in that situation if you're Joe Douglas. So sounded like a little bit of damage control when they said they weren't interested in him. They didn't completely shut the door on Cook. Salah said, oh, we'll turn over the stone or whatever he said. So uh, that's what I think Hopkins is angling towards with these visits. He probably wants to say to Buffalo, hey, can we meet in the middle here? It, like let's say New England is offering them 19, Buffalo's offering them 14. Hey, can we meet at 16.5 or something like that? I don't know. Maybe yeah. some more guarantees in there. Who knows? That's what I think it is. I would be a little surprised if he signed with either of these teams unless it is like stupid money. And Odell is a big reason why Hopkins is probably still unsigned. Odell got $18 million, didn't even play last year. So Hopkins is like, hey, I'm going to get paid less than this guy. So they, that there's that with with Hopkins, but Cook, I don't know. Keep him away from Miami. What are the rumored teams teams as of now for Cook? It really just Dolphins sounds and like, us. Yeah, it looks like Dolphins. The Jets are a team that's rumored. 
I heard. I mean, look, his brother plays in Buffalo. You can't really put it past yeah. them. I mean, it is apparent that Cook is looking for more money, so maybe you can kind of rule out Buffalo then. Denver, maybe, that they might be in the market for a running back with Javante Williams coming back. But outside of that, the market isn't great for, for Cook. There's really no other rumored teams here. So Jets, keep them away from the Miami Dolphins, please. What kind of money do you think he's looking for? Well, like, it was it was reported though he was looking for like ten mil a year or something like that, a substantial contract. Yeah, I don't see Joe Douglas doing a contract like that. That that's the only thing. I would give him a one year deal. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I would give him a one year deal where he gets kind of overpaid this year and move on. Maybe give him a maybe give a team option for the second year or third. Structure it however you'd like. I would just find a way to get him here and sell him on. Hey. You're going to be a focal point of this offense, but you don't need to carry the load. I think no, that would be a great no, selling point. No, exactly, because this is like his. Did he get a second contract with with the Vikings? Or, yeah, or he no? definitely did. Yeah. So yeah, I, obviously I a lot of did. miles on that, miles on his body. So yeah, he might have actually only got one contract with with Minnesota. It was his rookie contract, and then he got drafted in uh, 2016. And then now it's 2023. So probably after he's a second round pick too. So it's not like he had the fifth yeah. year option. So probably after about year three or four, they gave him about a four year deal for, yeah, you usually don't see five years, especially for running backs. They probably gave him about a four year deal and yeah. then he didn't play it out. So he, I guess technically this is his third contract to recounting the rookie contract. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's probably right. I mean, if you're a guy like him, like who knows if he wants to be like the focal point still, I mean, Maybe he does, but it's a perfect opportunity for him, you know, to let let Brees, you know, work his way back and be like a two headed monster with him. Yeah, and you get to keep him away from a division rival. That is yeah. so huge. The tight end room. I, I mean, look, these tight ends. I just want to see them involved a little bit more in the passing game. I, they're okay. Maybe Ruckert can maybe take a, a second year leap. They drafted the the big guy. Uh, I believe it's out of Old Dominion, Kuntz, and sure, but. The bottom line is this team needs another weapon and they're out there and they have to go out there and they, they got to get it done, man. They do because they have no excuses not to win this year. It's hard to find a hole in this football team. It really is. No, it is. And we we touched on it before a little bit with with Corey Davis. So, I mean, he's been very unreliable these last few years here, but he can be a guy, if he stays healthy, he can be a value piece of the offense, I'll say. Huh, fingers crossed there. <laughs> I wanted to hear what you had to think because uh, we've talked about it at lengths here. Makai Becton, how do you see that mm-hmm. going? I mean, he was pretty much ripping the team and the, the column saying that his r- move to right tackle is why he got hurt, not really taking much accountability for showing up out of shape. Again, how do you think that all goes down with Becton? Because it sounds like Dwayne Brown is pretty locked into playing left tackle this year. I mean the stuff with the article and, and on Twitter and stuff is just a terrible look. Like you were at the you were out literally two years, haven't taken a snap in over over two years. So he has no no leg to stand on, no pun intended. But yeah, I mean you just gotta let let your play speak. Stop stop with the talk. Come back. It sounds like you're gonna have to earn earn a spot and it sounds like it's gonna be right tackle. And if you want left tackle, you better play like you're a bat out of hell. But he just must let his play talk and enough with the talking. I, I don't even think he's going to be here on opening night. I think really he's getting don't. traded? I think he'll request a trade and they don't want to deal with him anymore. I it's do. possible. 
they have a few bodies that could play tackle too now. Yeah, and it, if he's truly healthy, then it shouldn't matter where he plays because he tried to blame the right tackle position on on his leg injury, which is just absurd. No accountability. He hasn't yeah, learned. He has not grown up since the Jets drafted him. Yeah, I mean, it's just we've been talking about it for literally years. Just the ceiling's there. He just can't put it together since his rookie year. It's really uh, unfortunate. Yeah, not counting on him. And uh, look, man, again, this week, Jets had a really positive offseason. Rodgers comes and all the the hype, the the one Jets drive that's on YouTube. I really like watching that. It's a little different than the rah-rah type of stuff that you see. Hard Knocks doesn't look like it's happening for the Jets either this year. I'm I'm all right. I I didn't really think we needed that type of attention. And they still haven't announced it either. Like HBO still wants it. Still nothing from them. So it, they it is can force teams to I mean, do it, but it's there's the Jets, more layers to it. The Jets definitely don't want it. No, not something no. We they, need. they have enough attention on them already. Yeah. I, I don't blame them. They were trying to get the Lions to do a sequel season or something That'd be like that. Cool. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. But I mean, Hard Knocks has been kind of underwhelming the last couple of years. I thought the Raiders were the last pretty good team that they had on Hard Knocks. But John that Rudy. was a good one with AB and Darren Waller and yep. Abrams. That was good. Yeah, I, I think that was the last season that I actually liked. But uh, it, look, the Jets have all this good stuff going on. Chuck Clark, can we ever just go to a mm. season healthy? Why is it? What does Salah in this in this coaching staff do to these guys in practice? How many guys get a hurt for this team before opening day? It really is incredibly alarming. Are we? I mean, Chuck Clark, the last three years, like didn't come off the field for the Ravens. Here he is, not even playing a game for us. Cannot make it up. Literally can't make it up. It just sucks because safety's not not our deepest position, obviously. Was excited to see what he can do with us, but you know, hopefully it's not too serious. There's no uh for sure news on him yet, right? No. It sounds bad, but it holding sounds out some bad. It it sounds pretty brutal. So yeah. uh, you know how that goes. Do you think the Jets ever get like a, a glimmer of good news when we think it's bad <laughs> news? It's we hey look, last year we thought Zach was out for the year. <laughs> yeah. Still a disgrace how Mike White didn't start the year last year, but I mean the Aaron Rodgers news when he came here was pretty good. Like that'll that'll you know uh, leave us on our high for quite some time. Like I don't know if you like even think about it. Like this guy's really our quarterback. Like I don't know if he's gonna set in for me until he takes a snap. I guess, but it's just really wild. This guy's our quarterback. I agree, man. It's something where it's just really talk about, and you just go, no way, it's gonna happen, and it's actually here. I think it'll really set in. When you turn on the preseason and you see him on the sidelines, because I'm sure he won't play much in the preseason. Actually, as a matter of fact, Kobe doesn't play at all in the preseason. He better not. No. So I I agree with you there. So uh, it really is surreal. And and he actually wants to be here. It's not like he's forced to be here. It's not like the Packers said you have to go outside the NFC. Or He wants to be here. And when's the last time a guy that good and a guy with that big of stature in the league wanted to play? For the Jets, I mean, a, a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 10 years, it's a huge testament to what Joe Douglas is doing. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Not for sure. Like, a, a guy like that has literally never came here before. And I was going to ask you, like, it's been quite some time since the last time we were in the playoffs and had expectations. Like, comparing him to the Rex, Rex years in the Rex era, blows it, where away. You ex- blows it away, the expectations? Blows it away. The, I the mean, Jets coming have, off the AFC Championship game, yeah. was, expectations were pretty high, but 
we have yeah, a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, it's a little different. Yeah, uh, look, second year quarterback, a guy, uh, the quarterback really wasn't great. They kind of won in spite of him, and it was a very awkward little run to the AFC title game where yeah. you could have thought it may, may have been a fluke. Right? They didn't even deserve to make the playoffs that year. They were seven and seven, and then the Colts rested everybody on a day where everybody in the AFC wildcard chase lost and it was a very odd day there so the Colts arrested everybody they played Cincinnati at home the next week the Bengals didn't play anybody for most of the game the Jets blew them out I don't want to say they had an easy path to that AFC title game where it was Carson Palmer and the Bengals who never went in the playoffs under Marvin Lewis and then Phillip Rivers and North Turner who never went in the playoffs with the Chargers and they're the Chargers had a sick team they're 14 and 2 that year and then I really thought that team was going to the Super Bowl, though. It's when they were up 16 to 15 at halftime. I felt great, even though Peyton Manning went down the field with two minutes left uh, before halftime. Austin Colley still haunts me. But <laughs> you, there was there was not this much expectation because of the quarterback. And you knew that that would be the Achilles heel of the team, even though it wasn't Sanchez's fault. The team didn't go off the freaking plane in, uh, in Pittsburgh to play in the first half. So uh, this is this does not even compare to anything that I've ever seen before with this franchise. Maybe when Favre got here. W- yeah, w- I was going to say Favre. Maybe, but that but that Jets team the year before was awful. Yeah. You know, not awful, but they, I don't want to say awful. They, they I think they actually went to the playoffs here, but regardless. But that Jets team was not nearly as good as this Jets team. We had the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. No. And, and you clearly saw the Jets were a quarterback away last year, too. That's what mm-hmm. really gets people going and what were they the third ranked defense in the league last year top five like yeah yeah so no nah, man this this completely blows it away it makes you nervous it makes you nervous it does. because it you does. can't be i mean look, look i'm gonna be honest with you i'm sitting here i was watching uh the, the baseball and i i get the notification it's from our good buddy donnie he i get he he's either <laughs> tweeted me or messaged me jets are cursed i go oh no what no. now what now I'm I'm looking. Donnie I'm like the, that I, I, I would be lying <laughs> no. if I didn't think that it was Rogers is hurt oh, for God. the year or something like that. I, I'm just thinking. I'm like, did Garrett Wilson get hurt? Did Sauce Gardner get? Who got hurt now? I'm like, I don't want to say I was relieved when it was Chuck Clark, but how do I not think that when I hear something no, yeah. like that? No, it's it's a good point, it, and it just sucks in football. Like someone is going to get hurt. So like, like you said, we're not we're not happy this guy got hurt but if it had to be somebody at least it's not somebody that's you know very important to the team i mean look every year we have this before the preseason starts like in 2021 wow um carl lawson got hurt in the joint practice Mm -hmm. with the packers then last year was zach in the preseason game and now it's chuck clark i mean who can we please let's just put everybody in freaking bubble wrap let them jog off to the side Stay in shape, do what they got to do. But can we please get to opening day with a healthy team? Every team in the freaking league has a healthy team on opening day, I feel like, but us every, on a yearly basis. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's going to be a long, long preseason and, and camp just trying to get through healthy. But yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward we're to due. it, though. We're due. I, I'm so maybe it's just due to. The, the baseball season being a complete wash and then the basketball season, it's like, you know, what do we really, ha- I'm sorry, but what do we really have to look forward, right? Like, what do we have to look forward to? A first or second round exit as things are currently constructed with New York basketball? Like, the football yeah. season, it's, we're competing for something here. So, I don't know. I've never been, I have not been this excited for a, a jet season and i get excited for jet seasons i have never been this excited for a season 
So, and we deserve it with Adam Gase. Exactly. Especially Todd Bowles was a terrible head coach. This franchise has given us nothing but terrible coaches and terrible quarterbacks over the years. This is something that we truly deserve. Yeah, we've been through enough. You know, it's we got our guy quarterback now, and you know, it's time to repay the league for all the stuff that's been done to us. Well, look, we'll be there week three against the Patriots. They better score freaking 30 on that. They better kill him. Yeah, they better kill him. They better run up that score like it's never been run up before. And we went to the game last year, obviously, but the the game in New England last year, too, just dreadful. 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 Beat us twice, 14 times in a row. And I said this, too. I said this to Lorenzo, too. You look at the schedule. Look, this this really needs to be a year of first for this team. And and I, I look at the schedule. They have to beat the Patriots this year. Twice, mm-hmm. not once, but twice. They got to stick it to them. And then they also have to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles before in their franchise's history. I mean, what, yeah. <laughs> what a disaster that is. And then they have to win a division title. Those three things, they got to do it this year. There, there's really no margin for error. They have no excuse not to do it this year. Like nine and eight is not going to cut it this year. They got to win the division. Yeah, nine and eight would be a disappointment, obviously. But yeah, the division's right there. I mean, we, Beat the Bills last year with with Zach, obviously. Miami's good, and the Bills are good, obviously. And the Pats, like you said, better beat them twice. But the division's right there. I think we we can do it. It's right there for us. Yeah. I mean, it really would be a cool full circle moment, right? We were there last year. We remember Michael Carter was running with the ball. I'm like, that's it. This team's going to the playoffs oh, this year. That was the turning point of the season right there. Well, yeah, it was John Franklin Myers is roughing the passer penalty. I say it all the time. There was the the biggest turning point of that season. There was three of them for me was John Franklin Myers roughing the passer. There was Braxton Barrios dropping the ball in the end zone in in Minnesota. And then it was the New England game. Salah not going to Mike White. As soon as he didn't Mm -hmm. do that, the season was done, done. And even I guess you could say the Detroit game, too. But they were dead in the water. They were going nowhere. Really? Yeah. Even if they won that game, they weren't making the playoffs. It was as soon as he didn't go to Mike White in New England, that's it. The whole locker room shit. The defense was never the same after that New England game. They knew they had no shot for the year, and that was that. And uh, look, we 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 made up for that, and we're on to better things now. But they they owe some some people some payback, and it's not just New England. Buffalo, they owe. They, they got to stick it to them. Miami, I would love to stick it to after they made the playoffs last year and we didn't. The Eagles, the Giants, our crosstown rivals, we better beat them. They, they got to play in the playoffs last year, and we haven't for 10 years. So they, they better beat these teams, bro. No, they better. We've, we've been a doormat for far too long. And listen, these these teams are going to have our name circled on the schedule too, so this team better show up. And, you know, I'm confident in the defense. Saw so it's the second year, obviously. So And Garrett, too. I mean, that guy with the quarterback now, like, let's see what that guy can do. Yeah, and look, it's really not unreasonable to see he only scored four touchdowns last year. I mean, he should be scoring double that this year, right? And yeah, I, I'm excited. I think Lazard I was telling Lorenzo this last week. I really think Lazard is going to be very good for the Jets. I do. I think he'll be the a lot red better zone than people especially think. Too. Yeah. Oh, the and the Jets yeah. were awful in the red zone last year. How many times Terrible. did they not Terrible. convert? Red zone offense was abysmal, especially against New England. But I can't wait till we're all there, man. Week three, we we yeah, they yeah, better. Wait. Dude, it's going to be like freaking – it's going to be better than any church that we can go to in the month of September. Jets-Patriots, September 24th. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, and you you brought up a home playoff game too. Just low bar for, for us, obviously. When 
What was our last oh, home playoff game? Like over oh, 20 oh, years ago, right? Oh, dude, it was in like 2005. It was under Herm. Oh, geez. Yeah, like that, that's just ridiculous. But get us to a home playoff game and that'll be quite the experience. Yeah, man. Amen to that. Uh, just real quick, right before we get off, uh, Craig Carton left the fan today. I have one wow. thing to say and one thing only to say. This is the biggest Jet season in the history of history, in my opinion. Bring back Joe Beningo on afternoon drive with Evan Roberts. We need to hear from him. So, bro, they better bring him <laughs> back. If Joe wants to come back, they better let him come back. I think I think Joe, if he was asked for the severity of the football season, I think, uh, and he's become a, a pretty big star. Actually, I think I mean I might be going to the the live podcast next week that he has at the brewing company. I went maybe over if, in Hackensack uh, at Hack, yeah, in Hackensack. Yeah. I I've gone before. I went once uh, in the winter time, and it was a lot of fun. The oh, he is like an IPA. Oh, the pain beer. It's pretty good actually. I was really yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. It's like thirty bucks though, four beers if you want to bring bring any home. Like <laughs> need to try that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But dude. Bring back, but I'm hearing some of the names they're talking about on an afternoon drive slot. I'm just like, dude. I mean, the options aren't great if you think about it. Like, what what options yo, are there? Well, they they talk about like Keith McPherson. I don't like him. I mean, he's okay. Yeah, they, oh, Hell no, oh, he's he's oh, terrible. Oh no, you can't go. I like Brandon Tierney a lot. I would love to have Brandon. He's not bad. I would love to have Brandon Tierney on the podcast for what it's worth. I think he's awesome. Yeah. He's a big St. John's guy. A big St. John's guy. Big Yankee fan. Big Jet fan. And he tells it from a, a fan perspective. Totally hats off to him. I guess they're they're not considering him. But Tiki Barber. Oh, Awful. no. We Awful. can't have him. I just hope they look like outside the box and outside the station. We'll what about that though. guy, Jerry Ferrara? I, I don't really know a lot about him. He's a big Knicks fan, they said. That's a guy from Entourage, right? I don't know. Yeah, something I think like he's that. the actor from Entourage. I don't, about like I don't know too Barstool much about him. Too, maybe. I don't know. I, I heard his name. That actually wouldn't be there. that bad, but I doubt he goes to the fan. No. No, but they got to bring Benengo back. They uh, that'd be we, amazing. We need to hear from him every day. At least part time. At least part time. Well, he is there kind of part time. He's doing he's doing yeah. the Saturday show. So yeah. and he fills in, but they need to come up with some type of accommodation for that guy because dude, he he would be on a uh, <laughs> on afternoon drive during this jet yeah. season. Oh, he or at least like a Monday after the after the Sunday games would be dope. I know. They they got to get Benengo back. He was calling into the the midday show last year with, with Tiki and Tierney. Yeah, they're talking about that. like Salicata too. Oh my god! Oh, I'll be tired. I'll be tired. My dad loves Salicata. Really? It's like what? The, I don't know I'm, anyone that likes him. <laughs> no, my dad. My dad yeah. loves him. I'm just like he's like oh a lot of people listen to Sal. He might get the job. I'm like what? No, <laughs> no. But yes, bring bring back Benengo at all costs. Need need you'll be back. Yeah, going crazy. All, all the love, is, as he would say. <laughs> uh, well, that'll do it for tonight. Please, everybody, subscribe, follow, leave the five-star review wherever you get your podcast. A lot of fun stuff coming, uh, working it out with uh, our producer, Mr. Kaywood. We're uh, putting in some work behind the scenes to, to line up some nice guests as we build up for week one, and we'll be uh, off the runway and running. So Shout, shout out, John. Yeah, he's uh he's he's a busy guy. He's an engaged guy now, you know. He's uh I keep trying to get him on the podcast. He's <laughs> he's uh he doesn't he's, have time for us. So. He's big leaguing us. Wow, he, he's John. big leaguing us, man. He's uh he's too mature, I guess. He, he can't come on <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but, yeah, we'll, 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 we love him here. So, uh, that's it for for tonight. As always, go, go Jets. Jets.